You are now listening to In Conversation with Mr. O, the podcast dedicated to machinery and equipment maintenance, reliability, and operations. It is presented by MRO Magazine, Canada's industry voice for maintenance and asset managers since 1985. This podcast is sponsored by IGUS. IGUS has been manufacturing self-lubricating plastic components for more than 50 years. And now, you can 3D print prototypes out of their long-lasting, wear-resistant powders and filaments. IGUS also offers an online 3D print service. Simply upload your stub file, select your material, and receive your parts in as little as 24 hours. Get started today at igus.ca. Thank you for joining us today on Mr. O Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Farag, and we're back again with Dr. Rafiq Ahmed and another episode about a project him and his team have been working on called Lava 3D. Dr. Rafiq, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, uh, Miriam, for, for having me. So before we dive into the topic, uh, Dr. Rafiq, can you tell us a little bit about your background and expertise, especially in the additive manufacturing sector? So I joined the university about five years ago, um, and I started a team called Laboratory of Intelligent Manufacturing Design and Automation. Um, so the Lambda team focuses on intelligent manufacturing systems. Um, so we, what we do is we design systems, and then we uh, make them smarter. Uh, that's kind of the goal of the lab. Um, when it comes to additive manufacturing, um, we design and develop new machines and systems uh, which are required for a particular area, for a particular product, for a particular um, material, or for particular extreme applications. Um, so we design those systems and then we develop those systems and optimize them or increase their efficiency and make them smarter by integrating different types of sensors. So my team is really focused on polymers and metal both sides of uh, 3D printing. We designed and developed um, 3D printers, which are uh, single material based or multi-material based. And uh, we are looking into optimizing metal additive manufacturing as well. So we don't develop metal additive manufacturing, but we uh, optimize or increase the efficiency of those machines using uh, smart sensing. For polymers, uh, we focus on even developing the systems on smaller scale and also large scale um, 3D printing. So this project Lava 3D is more about a large format 3D printing where we integrate multiple materials within the same systems and also looking into recycling of plastics using the same system. So before we talk about Lava 3D, the machine, can you tell us what led you to thinking about this project? So our team is um, expert in hybrid systems where we integrate additive and subtractive technologies. Uh, we, we look into products where which requires um, uh, subtraction and then also it requires addition um, of materials so we can create uh, features which are not attainable uh, with other technologies. So having that experience in mind um, and seeing uh, how COVID was impacting our society um, and especially when the wave was coming through Europe uh, and it was supposed to arrive here in Canada, uh, I sat with my team and we decided to develop something which can help this uh, community and we developed a product propose uh, which we talked in the previous episode. That proposed product was um, a full face mask, which the dimension of that mask was quite big. 
So the machines which we had available at that time within our lab, they, they were not supposed to work or the dimensions of those products were quite big for the machines which we had at the time. So then we went to either buy a large format uh, 3D printing machine, which can actually manufacture multiple of these masks within the same time, or we just develop our own system. At that time, when we were looking around the supply chain and everything, we couldn't get a large format machine. Uh, even if we wanted to buy something, we couldn't get anything on time. So we started developing our own. We thought maybe uh, this is the time to to just invest in a machine which can help us develop those uh, large masks. And that's how this Lava 3D project started. So Lava 3D is was born because of Propus, the personal protective respirator. You were looking for a large scale printer. That's right. So it started with the Propos uh, idea because we wanted to develop, manufacture those uh, Propos product quickly to help protect our frontline workers. Um, that was where the idea started. But then later on, we also ran into an issue of materials because the material was also not available. Um, even though we developed the system, there was no material available. So that's why we then started thinking, why not recycle some of the existing material um, and develop those masks? And that's how the recycling idea uh, came to this machine as well that we want a system a machine which can print uh, bigger parts that could be a frontline worker respirators for example uh, or anything else <clears throat> but we also want something which can use the existing uh, material available in Alberta or we can recycle the plastics which we have available and we then looked into the recycling of plastic and we found out it's a huge issue here for many industries around us. So we just oriented that project in such a way that it can help protect our frontline workers with uh, manufacturing of these PPEs, uh, but also it can help um, the environment by uh, getting plastics and then reuse them in a more, more meaningful way. So can you talk to us more about the machine itself, Lava 3D? So the machine itself, it's, uh, it's just a concept which we um, started initially to print anything. That means uh, printing any of the existing plastics. So we have seven types of plastics available in uh, our lives. Uh, so we can just take any of these plastic type. Uh, they have different types of uh, melting temperatures. So we just take those plastics and we should be able to run and 3D print anything with any of these plastic when it comes to the to these machines. So uh, the temperature requirements for each of these materials are different and that's why our machine is capable of uh, adjusting into any of these temperatures. Then also the size of it matters. Um, so we have a, currently the size of our existing machine is one meter cube volume, but we are able to expand or increase or scale that machine to any any size we want. Another third feature which is ex extremely important in machines like these is the time to produce something. So we have created a system or nozzles which can create uh, much faster printing as compared to the existing uh, machines available. So even if the size increases, we should be able to manufacture quickly uh, with the same requirements. So we're still working on the accuracy efficiency of those machines and layers, but it is uh, something which is working at the moment. You spoke earlier about using recycled plastic because the materials weren't available. Did that make the process harder for you or was it okay? 
So it was um, definitely harder um, because uh, recycled plastics are not that easy to be recycled. Um, and uh, mostly because when you recycle something, it takes even uh, more time or energy than the existing material, a virgin material. You take a virgin material, you produce something with it um, that might not take you uh, that much time or energy compared to the one you're recycling. So although um, if your goal is protecting the environment, then uh, that's a good strategy to recycle. But when it comes to cost, a lot of these companies are not interested in doing that. But our goal was not to look into the cost at that time. Our focus was mostly into what's available, how we can use it or re re reuse it for masks. So we have not developed um, any masks currently with recycled plastic. That was just the goal, um, and we are able to do that, but we did not do it simply because of the medical requirements of the product, which uh, might not allow us to do, to use recycled plastic at the moment, but it's a work in progress, and we want to see how we can actually utilize that, those recycled plastic to bring it to a condition which where we can use a product in a medical setting. And um, when, you, when, when you want to use the recycled plastic, uh, are you going to be recycling it or are you going to have it ready, like already recycled? So uh, when when it comes to recycling plastic, we are also investigating some other manufacturing strategies where you just take a plastic bottle and then you need to shred those bottles. Um, you also need to clean those. You also need to investigate which type of product it is. So those are also all the different types of manufacturing strategies which we are working on in parallel. Um, which will not be part of this uh, project itself, but they all feed into this machine. So once the, those products are categorized, once they are cleaned, um, once they are shredded, and then we create um, uh, pallets or even filament out of those machines, um, those products, then we bring it to this Lava 3D machine and we can use that either um, as a pallets or we can use it as a filament uh, within our machine. So the machine is still within like the concept um, stages? So I would not say it's in concept phase. We have already prototyped it and it's working um, on many things. We are just working on optimizing it, but the proto prototype is already ready. Um, and we are now in the process of uh, just creating different versions or improving it further. Uh, but the product is already ready. It's uh, working on recycled plastics. And what have you uh, used it for? Uh, many things, just simple products or for daily um, uses, for example, uh, vases for flowers. Uh, we have also used it for um, some office hold items um, just in our office. We are also working with some partners on creating some tiles uh, out of plastics. Um, so those are the things which we can use it for. But what makes sense uh, is something which is important and that should come from the um, from the companies who want these products. Uh, what makes um, sense for them to recycle something within their facility and how we can bring it to that product. So how much time does it take considering it's for large scale? So depends on the um, the product size, um, but um, um, it can take 
from 10 to 20 hours or 30 hours, depending on the product uh, to manufacture. Um, just uh, keeping in mind that the to manufacturing is still a very, um, a technology which is quite uh, inefficient uh, in terms of time. Um, it takes time to manufacture a product and that's why we want to have something which can be large scale so it doesn't stop working while you're sleeping. So it, you can just uh, press the button, start it in the morning and then it runs through overnight and then you um, come the next day and you have two, three products ready because it's a large scale so it doesn't stop after one product. Um, that's one uh, that's usually the issue with other kind of machines um, but still it takes um, time to manufacture products because uh, it's headed to manufacturing and it's not for uh, mass scale production so how would you incorporate it with the propus project the personal protective respirator so my goal is to look into uh, personal protective uh, respirator and probably not the area where you directly connect those products with the face uh, but there are many other parts which can go on the back or uh, just connect to the body um, and you attach the batteries or there are se several attachments related to that proposed project which can be uh, which can use the advantage of recycled plastics um, so we can actually use it for those products or anything else which can make sense. Uh, there are so many products out there which can be uh, where we can re reuse our plastics again and again. So we can use that. But for purpose, uh, definitely our purpose is to use it for some of these parts uh, which required uh, uh, to manufacturing. So would you say Lava 3D was a project or is a project that is more focused on sustainability and using recycled plastic or is it more focused on the additive manufacturing or 3D printing part? I would say both um, and that's where the advantage of our technology comes in um, because um, additive manufacturing uh, machines are there, there are many machines which can just take a virgin material and they can produce a part and there are even large format uh, 3d printers available in the market either they are very costly or they are not efficient or they they don't consider the sustainability aspect we consider all three we focus on sustainability by bringing recycled plastics into the same machine but we also focus on making them more smarter by integrating different sensors but we also focus on virgin material and make additive manufacturing process faster. So you said this um, idea was born when, after COVID-19, when you were working on the personal protective equipment project, but after hopefully the pandemic is over, what else do you see Lava 3D working on? So many things, um, and as I was just mentioning on the manufacturing companies, there are many manufacturing companies that produce a lot of plastics and they want them to be recycled. Uh, when you take that plastic, they don't uh, know where to use them, um, but there are many areas where they are using plastics in their facilities, either as a supportive material or as a main material in certain products. So they can just use um, their existing plastic and then they can reuse it for creating the same kind of product um, where it makes sense. So we are just creating the knowledge or science behind how many times you can recycle a particular plastic. Um, and then if you want to integrate other kinds of plastics within the same plastics, then how much 
strength you can get out of that plastic and that's what we are integrating within our lava machine currently but covid is just one one application for the system we can use it for any product uh, where additive manufacturing processes are required uh, on a large format obviously so you were talking earlier about how lava 3d has like what makes it special than other printers in the market that it has you're working on different sensors um, so what does that mean exactly? Um, so when it comes to sensing or making machines smarter, um, we want to know what type of plastic is coming into the machine. Uh, so obviously sensing what is coming into the machine itself um, and then what is required by a particular product um, and how you are able to manufacture that. So there are two, three areas where you can make your machine smarter. Uh, the first area is what is coming into the machine. So you need to have capability of the sensing system to detect what is coming. Um, based on that, the machine adjusts its speed and everything. Um, then what um, material is required for a particular design, that's a capabilities which the design will provide to the machine. And then that design and then decide the parameters of the machine. Um, and then lastly, how you're producing it, are you producing it to the exactly the same requirements of the design? That's where you need more active sensing. Uh, that could be computer vision, that could be thermal sensing, so you can integrate all those into the machine. There are many things which we are currently working on integrating, for example, computer vision into the machine to detect if we are producing a part exactly up to the conformity of the machine or not. Um, I can give one example of, for let's assume we are talking about a large format 3D printing machine uh, with additive manufacturing, especially FDM type of machine. When a product is manufactured and sometimes some issues happens within the production process, the machine stops and then you have to restart the whole production process and you lose probably half a day of manufacturing. So we want to get that capability there. Once something goes wrong, the machine is able to stop and wait for the operator and then we can re adjust those capabilities so we can restart from exactly the same point and we don't lose uh, our production time. So you said earlier that Level 3D is still a work in progress. Uh, what stage are you at right now and where do you want to see it by 2022? So it is a work in progress in a sense um, that we want to integrate and optimize it to, to bring it to the highest level of efficiency. Uh, I would not say that it will not be work in progress within the next five or 10 years. Uh, it will always be a work in progress because I believe in continuous improvements. It is always a work in progress, but in the current form, it is a product which is available and it's, uh, it's fully functional and it can be used. Um, but in the next uh, year or so, I really want to see uh, multiple versions of the prototypes which we are currently working on and we should be able to deliver or work with uh, uh, companies to kind of create more meaningful products and we want to see those products in the market or in use in different applications uh, so that's what we are our focus will be to optimize the technology a bit further next year and then also identify the right partners we manufacture products for them through the recycled plastic and then they can use it in a meaningful way. And are you planning something for uh, recycling plastics? Yes, so we currently have uh, recycled material in our lab and we are just in the process of testing um, almost 200 samples. Uh, we are currently working on those samples and seeing how we can actually recycle them multiple times. 
you are actually recycling those plastics like you're bringing uh, plastics and recycling them in the lab we yes we are working with our partners we just taking their um, existing products and we want to recycle them in our lab and we are actually working on uh, creating a large scale facility here at the university as well for recycled plastics um, that that's kind of connected to this lava 3d but it will feed into the lava 3d machine because all the plastic will be recycled cleaned recycled um, shredded and then converted to to material which we can feed into this machine mm, and where's this um, facility currently at we, we are just in the process of working on the lab right so we have not been allotted the lab yet um, but it will be done within the next year uh, we will get a lab and we, we are just in the process of getting that lab within the university. So what is the impact of Lava 3D within Canada and comparing it to other technologies around the world? How is it special or different? So when it comes to plastic recycling, I don't see a lot of um, systems or machines out there which can work on additive manufacturing technology and they can actually recycle plastic. Uh, obviously, there are some interest around the world and people are looking into it, but none of these systems are fully functional or they capable of uh, melting any type of plastic. Um, they can work on recycled filament. Um, that is something which is pretty common with additive manufacturing technology, where people, um, they take plastic, uh, they shred them, and then they convert them into filaments using those filament machines. Um, we also have those machines available here at the University of Alberta, but that is a very traditional process. Uh, it requires a lot of energy that you take a plastic, you convert uh, that to filament, and then you take that filament, or you can easily buy those recycled filament from outside, and then you use that to um, 3D print something. So that's kind of a common process, which currently a lot of people are doing within the um, society or even different countries. Uh, nationally internationally uh, what we want is to just completely cut off that process of converting it into filament we just want to take um, any plastic we want to shred them and convert them into flakes and that flakes should be used directly in our machine that's what the goal is and then based on what type of product is coming today there is no additive manufacturing system which can talk about combining multiple materials within the same system uh, we have that capabilities to look into different materials and that's where the name lava came from because lava can melt anything. That's what we uh, envision that we want to melt any plastic uh, which is out there so we can create an impact on the society by taking any type of plastic that could be for any application. And the most important reason why we are dealing uh, it in Alberta is the extreme weather conditions. Nobody else has a minus 40 temperature uh, requirement for their plastic product outside in the field. We are unique here. We need to develop Canada-made technologies, which are exceptional, and they are tailored to the requirements of our extreme weather conditions. And that's what we are aiming for this Lava 3D projects, so we can recycle them in a proper way and uh, in a meaningful way to protect our environment and then also to protect our society and uh, create new Canada-made technologies. So you think Lava 3D would be putting Canada onto a path of a cleaner future? 
that's exactly the focus. We want uh, to develop technologies which are greener, um, they are sustainable, and they can help protect our environment, uh, but they also are uh, state-of-the-art and they are exceptional uh, projects and technology which can be deployed anywhere in the world. So we want to be the um, leader in uh, protecting environment. Are there any other materials that can be used within this machine other than plastics? So currently the focus of this existing machine is, is only plastic. We really want to focus on plastic because that will be tailored to that. Um, we have many other companies focusing on metal 3D printing. Even my team is focusing on developing large format um, system for metal data manufacturing with one of our partner, Enotech Alberta. But that is mostly focusing on um, metal side. And uh, plastic is a huge problem when it comes to the environment. So that's why we really want to focus this machine only on plastics. And that's where the majority of research is going. So talking about financials, um, how's the funding going for this project? So uh, this project was um, a kind of a need-based project coming out of my COVID research. And uh, once we developed this technology, um, there was a, um, a call from Alberta Innovates to create funding or projects for lab to commercialization. Um, that's where we funded the, we submitted this project to Alberta Innovates. They uh, graciously funded this project um, together with uh, Insert Canada. So both of these partners, they funded the project for two years. Um, now we are towards the end of first year on, of the project. But uh, our goal is that we will have a commercialized product uh, early 2023, which will be fully working and it will be available to the general public. So, Dr. Rafiq, you mentioned earlier that this um, machine was not made for ma mass production. So why is that exactly? So when it comes to additive manufacturing, one thing we should know is that it's not a technology which can produce parts very quickly. Um, they can produce really sophisticated, complex geometries, uh, but it takes time because of the nature of the machine to produce parts in a very niche way. Um, the layer by layer printing uh, process makes it a very slow process uh, compared to any other manufacturing processes. So um, just for a comparison, if I give you a comparison of a mask production on 3D printing, and the initial tests we had for proposed mask, um, just the mask on the face itself was taking around 18 hours uh, per product. Um, if you want to produce that with the injection molding technology, and if you redesign the whole system, um, you might be able to produce a product within two to three minutes with some alterations. So. Uh, you can compare how slower additive manufacturing process is. So it is used for prototyping most of the time. It can be used for recycling of plastic. So you can use products which you don't require in mass, um, but you can not produce something which you require in mass either. Or otherwise, you will require multiple machines working within the same facility. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining me today on this second episode about Lava 3D. Thank you so much, Mary, yeah. for having me. This podcast was brought to you by IGUS, where complex geometries come to life inside the IGUS 3D Print Lab. Visit igus.ca to upload your step file today.